Push record. Four, four. We are recording, oh. I think. Okay, you want to start it? Let's go. Okay, welcome to the VAFCast. I'm your host, Doug Reeves. Today, we're talking to RV4 uh, owner, James Walsh. James, thanks for stopping by. No sweat. I'm going to check and make sure it's still it's still recording. That's fantastic. Okay, Technology. let's just jump in. <laughs> How did you get into this hobby, the world's greatest hobby? When I was a kid, I used to get Kit Plane Magazine, among others, Mad Magazine and Cracked being my other two favorites. And, <laughs> why, uh, <laughs> why, me worry? <laughs> what, me worry? And, uh, you know, it was just sort of a thing as a kid. You know, you, you dream about doing these, these magnificent things uh, as, a, as a 10, 12-year-old. And, and, you know, I remember reading an article about the van's uh, RV four and kit plane. And I can't for life remember what year it was or how old I was or what the article even said, but I remember being inspired from that. So, you know, that, that 12 year old me is, is still inside. So it was a, it was something you saw in a magazine. Absolutely. I like that. Okay. So, uh, you bought your RV four. I did. Tell us about it. So I have a 3712 serial number. <clears throat> Um, I suppose we're going to get into how this happened. You know, maybe sure, a later. go with it. So, um, how did you, know, you end up with the plane? My dream has always been to fly my airplane to Oshkosh, camp under my wing, which I know is overrated, but you got to do it once. You got to get a check it. in the block. And uh, <clears throat> this year at Oshkosh, being uh, the anniversary for the RV4, you know, you're sitting there watching it, and sort of all the cards came together. I have a pretty decent job. And I'm watching the footage from from Oshkosh and all the RV4s and stuff. And I'm kind of said to myself, wait a minute, what, what am I doing? <laughs> Why not do this? And so <laughs> the search began. Um, I have a friend who's got an RV4 and he, he turned me onto your website. And I started, you know, doing some research and I made a post on there just um, looking for an RV4, want to buy an RV4. And people came out of the woodwork. Um, and then uh, this one popped up. I wanted an airplane that I could paint because I had an idea for a paint job in my head. And I wanted a glass panel or I wanted an airplane that I could put a glass panel in um, because that's what I use at work and most familiar with these days, unfortunately. And so I found this, this one that sort of fit the mold. And um, the more I dug, the more it made sense. Uh, this airplane got its airworthiness certificate on my birthday in 2004. <laughs> Uh, when I was in the Persian Gulf and that birthday was actually really interesting it was you know I didn't even realize it was my birthday until about three o'clock in the afternoon um, but otherwise uh, something special did happen on it and uh, that was that was this airplane was born in my mind so I reached out to my friend who had the RV4 and said hey I've got this airplane and I found it take a look at you know the specs and the picture for me and he's like I know that airplane he's like my friend uh, my friend used to own that airplane, bought it from the builder. He's like, let me put you in touch. And I got in touch with him and there's my airplane right now. <laughs> it's uh, Gary in your airplane. <laughs> yeah. um, I got in touch uh, with him and he kind of gave me the, the backstory of the airplane and knowing the, the genesis and the pedigree for that airplane kind of made it make even more sense to me. And so it was sort of one of those things where all the stars were aligning and I, um, I decided that was gonna be my plane. So how old were you when you got this airplane? I am 36 years old. Just a pup. Just a pup. 
Well, this next question, you haven't really been in the hobby long enough to, Mm-mm. for this to make sense. You know, you got into the hobby for a reason A, and is this is how it turned out for you, or did it turn out to be something else? Uh, to be seen. So I got in the reason, uh, into the hobby because the RV is an, could be an economical airplane. Airplanes aren't economical. No matter what, you're going to spend money that you don't want to spend sometimes, and and things like that. But as far as airplanes go, in my mind, this was the all around best airplane, you know, yeah, seven and a half gallons per hour. You can throw your, your wife or your girlfriend in the back with some bags and go somewhere and go there fast. Yeah. And all the while not spending too many, too many dollars per hour to maintain. Well, I know you haven't really, how, how long have you been flying this thing? Since August. So Since only, August, only so. about a month and a half. Month and a half. You've and been in RVs. That's conservative. Yeah, that's, that's a little. That's shocking. Yeah, we'll have to come back to this. Yeah, the next question <laughs> is, tell me something interesting that you've done in your RV. Uh, right now, the most interesting thing is uh, um, learning how to fly it. <laughs> yeah, you've <laughs> you know. done a couple of formation le- lessons. Yep, and, yep. That's, and that's a whole other thing. Um, and it was sort of one of those things that I didn't realize that I was going to be as interested in until I, I got here and sort of got you know, around some of the, some of the folks here at 52 Foxtrot and started to realize, Hey, this is a, this is another cool thing you can do for yeah. me flying for a career. It becomes a job. And so restoring the passion of flying, doing things like this to break up the monotony of just straight and level yeah. are great. And so I tend to gravitate towards those things. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd like acrobatics or formation and it just kind of found me. And then you go through this period where it's all you want to do. And then you yeah. move on to something else. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. And this is Gary taxiing up in James's airplane. Yeah, that was like great on cue. I would hit pause and we could edit this out, but I'm way too late. Hey, why to not? Do. This is, uh, you know, <laughs> this is part of the ambiance. It's a working studio. <sighs> okay, we're on to the speed round. Let's go. Secret talent. My secret talent. Uh, Good grief. You know, juggle, uh, walk on your hands. I can make a really good pizza dough. Oh, okay. Weirdest job you ever had? Weirdest job I ever had. Uh, I was an ice skating referee. <laughs> Gil- <laughs> <laughs> In Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the ice skating rink was under a big top circus tent oh. in the middle of summer. Well, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? And it was hot, and the ice always <laughs> melted. <laughs> and you were on roller skates. And I, <laughs> guilty pleasure. Uh, guilty pleasure, gummy bears. What never fails to make you laugh? Uh, people falling. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that you will never eat or drink again. Oh, my goodness. And uh, why? One thing I'll never eat or drink again. Um, this is supposed to be a speed round. Uh, See, I got food poisoning as a kid on pizza, and I don't eat pizza. Really? And yeah, exactly. That's the uh, reaction to everybody. And they're like, it's just bread and sauce. And and I just go back to the five days I was with the dry heaves. I landing, but I sure did have fun. Yeah? Was it good? Yeah, did it fly nice? That's a great airplane. Yes. Great airplane. See, we have this. We have the signature of approval from Gary yeah. Platner. We're good to go. This is going to be a great fo- podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. It's it's in your character. Why would we expect? Uh, I would say tequila, but that's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's a here's a. Uh, if you if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Levitation. 
Not flight, just levitation. Just levitation. Yeah. Is there a lateral component to this? Or? I mean, you know, people's expectations get way too big when you can fly. And so just being able to float there, yeah. you know, people start to wonder why, why can't you just float? Like, why not fly? So the mystery. Okay, I lost my place. <laughs> Best advice you ever got? Best advice I ever got. Uh, <laughs> uh, slow down. Okay. Worst advice you ever got? Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Something you wish you were better at? Flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get in line. Any outside interests other than RVs? Yeah. So photography, art, music, uh, those things are really uh, things I'm passionate about as well as cooking. Oh. Any organization or charity you want to plug? Uh, Angel Flight is a good one. Have you ever flown for them? I have once before. Um, I used to work for a company that, that we would, uh, citations, you know, if there was an Angel Flight flight in the area, we would do it, and it was really rewarding. Okay. If you won a $50 million lottery, tell me one weird thing you would buy. Uh, one? Yeah. Uh, My wife would want a lazy river around the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and a Slurpee machine. Good grief. I don't, uh, she, I, I, she knows I, I buy all this weird stuff already. Uh, good grief. Um, I don't know. I can't answer that question. So I, I'm I, a I've weird talked guy. about this on a different podcast. I would buy the house next door to me and then hire a family or lady, guy, whatever, to always keep it clean. And then every day I'd get a phone call and they just say, your, your dinner's ready. And we swap houses. <laughs> That's and then awesome. every day they change the sheets and wash it. So every night I've got nice, clean, little hint of bleach in the sheets. And then when I wake up for breakfast, they go, your breakfast is ready. And we switch houses and the food's on the table. That's good. That's, it's and almost then, like you're traveling. Yeah, but you're just walking next door. That's good. And they can live in the other house for free. I don't care, but they got to keep the food and the you can cable do that, bill Gary. paid. Or Doug, you can do that. You could do that for 50 million. You can do that, Doug. Nah, too cheap to do that. <laughs> Okay, uh, this one's going to make Kathy laugh. Using your first pet as your first name and the street you grew up on as your last name, what would be your porn star name? I'd have to flip them for it to make sense. Okay. Plymouth Shadow. <laughs> perfect. Plymouth Shadow. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Mine's pretty, I'm Princess Clinton. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> that On horrible? the main stage is Princess Clinton. Princess Clinton. <laughs> Give it up. Okay, uh, what aviator, past or present, would you like to have dinner with? Uh, good grief. Al Haynes. Oh, good choice. Yeah. Wow. Good I've met choice. him, actually. That's cheating. He's a great guy, or he was a great good guy. Good choice. Favorite non-RV airplane? Uh, the favorite non-RV airplane? I would have to say is the Cub, as we're sitting under one right now. Okay. How old were you when you soloed? What kind of plane and where? I was 17 years old in a Cessna 152 at Conway International Airport in Conway, South Carolina. Okay. Tell me about a time you had a problem in the air, any airplane, and what you did about it. This is a story. So there's this app called Tender, which is not a good way to start any story about how, <laughs> tell me about a time when you had a problem with an airplane, but I promise it comes together as my girlfriend is sitting right in front of me. Yeah. There's Never this, prosecuted. Never this, convicted. 
there's this app called Tinder. And when I first got to Hong Kong, where I live now, um, I, I was on Tinder, you know, trying to find love in all the wrong places. And um, it wasn't her. And I met this girl uh, who will remain nameless, not because she did anything wrong, quite the opposite. But um, I met this girl who was an air traffic controller at uh, Hong Kong International Airport. And we went out on two dates and I sort of removed myself from the situation because I didn't really find a whole lot in common with her. This story is going somewhere, I'm I loving promise. It. Just okay. take me away. Fast forward six months later, I'm flying over Guangzhou province. Did I say that right? Guang, Guangzhou. Um, over China. On our way to Hong Kong. Uh, flight level 350. And all of a sudden, uh, everything starts going wrong on the airplane. We lost... We, we got all these caution advisory messages, none of which made any sense. We lost flaps and slats and the flight data recorder failed. And all of a sudden we started hearing, hearing crackling in the radios and we lost every way of communication on the aircraft. Both comm radios, radios as well as our HF radios failed. What aircraft was this? It was a Gulfstream G200. G200. Um, so we're flying over. It's like one o'clock in the morning going to Hong, Hong Kong. The radios fail. And we start looking in the AIP, which is a publication that you can get various uh, procedural things for various countries um, for, the, for the procedure for going into Hong Kong, uh, lost comms. We squawk emergency and, and squawk lost comms and um, continue on. And all of a sudden, like, we're, we're, we're going in, we've got everything set up, and I'm like, wait a minute. And, oh, by the way, we were looking for a number, a phone number for Hong Kong International Approach Control or Tower. And we couldn't find it in the AIP. We have a sat phone on board. So we're, we get everything settled down and calmed down. And I, it, it dawns me that I know this girl uh, who is an air traffic controller at the airport. And so at 1 o'clock in the morning, I pick up the sat phone and start blowing her phone up. I think I called her maybe four or five times because it's 1 o'clock in the morning and she's either working or asleep. And the phone number, I'm sure, because it's a sat phone, is like some crazy number coming across her yep. caller ID. And finally, I realized she's not going to answer. And I um, leave a message on her, on her answer machine. Names have been removed to protect the innocent. I'm like, hello, Jennifer. It's James from Tinder. <laughs> uh, I'm lost comms over Hong Kong right now, <laughs> and we're inbound. Um, can you give this number to someone in the approach control facility? And I hung up. And sure enough, uh, our... Our, the procedure for Hong Kong is that you go to your last fix, you don't fly an arrival, and then you go to the initial approach fix for one of the runways, and you descend and holding at that fix before commencing the approach. And sure enough, we get to that fix, and the phone rings, and it was Hong Kong approach. <sighs> and so we had a way to communicate with him. He cleared me for the approach, and uh, we had some other things happen that were, were kind of sideways. We didn't have flaps, after all. The caution advisory message was correct, so we had to run a checklist for that. We touched down on the runway at 182 knots, which is the speed that was required. And the max tire, tire speed for that aircraft is 184 knots. So we were two knots below the max tire speed. It was hairy, but that was a time where crew resource management was at a premium. <laughs> that might be the best story I've heard on that. Yeah. We're over the, the inbound approach fix and yep. the phone rings. Yep. <laughs> so Tinder actually was used during an aircraft emergency. <laughs> I'm sure I could get some money for that story. God, that's good. 
Okay, so what do you do, or can you talk about what you do at your day job? Just tell me what you can say. I, uh, I fly a, a private jet for a family in China. Okay. If you have one, how did you get your call sign? I don't have one. Uh, I have a nickname that was given to me in the military, and that's Hank, um, because I have an alter ego when I drink, apparently, and Hank was the most appropriate name for that alter ego Works for, for whatever me. reason. We have a friend that I grew up with. His name's Billy. But when he would have a few, he turned into Billy T, <laughs> where he'd want to wrestle and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, Billy T's around. Uh, what did you give up to do the RV thing? What hobby did you trade in for this? Traveling. So Kathy and I like to go somewhere every year. Um, last year, we went to a couple places. And this year, we had to put a little bit of it on hold. Because I realized uh, last year how much I spent on traveling and then I could have bought an airplane for how much I traveled. So yeah. I wasn't going to make that excuse this year. Yeah. If you could fly one more time, knowing it's your last flight and you could choose any plane past or present, what would it be? My RV four. Oh God. Is that, is that the normal answer? Everybody picks that. Or well, four. I just got this airplane. I'm still in love with it. Well, that's true. You've had it a month. Give me now. a year. Gary, uh, what do you, they all, all the military guys pick the plane they flew in the military. Would you pick the A4 or the F4? Or? I don't know what I'd pick. There's too many. Yeah, he could, yeah. he's flown dozens of planes. So. Let's hope we never have to make that decision. What aviation milestone are you most proud of? Um, <clears throat> I would have to say this job that I have. It's, it's kind of the job I kind of set out to, to do when I was getting started and um, you know, I had an opportunity to fly a better airplane than I'm flying now, so put like a bigger, nicer, newer airplane. And they gave me the choice, and I chose this one for a reason because this is the airplane I always had my sights on as a kid. Um, so this is, I'm, I'm pretty proud of, of this, this feat that I've done. Last question. What is next on your aviation horizon? Uh, learning how to fly formation <laughs> properly. <laughs> I would say that's the next thing. Well, that's going to be a reachable goal then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kathy, you got any questions? Gary? Okay. Uh, man, that was fast. That was what? a tight 18 minutes. Thank Heck you. Yeah. It's perfect. Man, I thought I was going to go on and on and on. Yeah, okay. We'll do 18 from now on. There you go. Thanks for sitting down no and uh, see you later, everybody. Thanks for having me.